Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Stock Day Trading Podcast in my ears Guiding me through my hopes and fears Tune in daily, don't miss a single show Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow Taking risks, making moves, seeking success Together we'll conquer, no room for any less Listen now Good morning. <clears throat> it's Tuesday, December 12th And it's CPI Day Today um, just so you know, I will have it in the newsletter, uh, an article from Seeking Alpha, um, CPI down 0.1% versus unchanged estimates. Good news. They probably need to reduce uh, rates earlier as inflation continues to go down. Yields are still inverted. So to get out of the inversion, they're going to have to reduce rates. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Um, nothing really moved because, I mean, listen, the, the market is pricing in that they're going to hold rates uh, tomorrow, um, that nothing's going to change. So the futures, the S&P is down 0.03%, nothing crazy. You're looking at a weekly chart right now of SPY. And I did this weeks ago, and I said here at 452 that this is the support level for the weekly. We, we've gained it. And, and so this is, I mean, that was supposedly resistance, we didn't resist it. We went right through it. So long-term, I'm still a bull. It's just we've run so much. And even when you look at uh, just the four-hour uh, algorithm here, and mind you, the four-hour algorithm in SPY uh, gets you in 29 positions over two years. You make 2.4% versus losing 1.3%. But you can see that that line right there. Um, this is the... Uh, uh, the, 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 the arrow that was pointing up and how we've continued upward. So you're in at 419 back on November 1st. And we talked about the bull market of November. You can see it clearly here that, that we've had this bull market going back to where we were at the end of July. Um, it, there's nothing that necessarily points us to the down other than the RSI is significantly overbought at 70. Let's see. It's at 71. 71 right now. The MACD is a little bit up, but it's crossing up again, which could mean that we have an extended rally. Um, so it is what it is. I, I, I remain bullish. Uh, the point of this podcast is going to be, I will go into specific stocks about how the market is expanding. Uh, and towards the, the middle of the podcast, I will go into, I sold uh, about, I think, 11, 12 stocks yesterday, and I'll go into each one why, um, large amounts. It, it's part of my cleanup for the year. Uh, but for today, I want to nominate a douche of the day. And I know there's a lot of people within the FinTwit community that like this guy, Robert Kowalski, um, Kioski. I, I don't know how you say his name. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, maybe one of these days the dude is right. <laughs> he, I mean, he's just yesterday put out FYI bank credit, uh, just sold off like 2008, got some cash out of banks. I mean, he's been putting this stuff out year after year after year, and he's been wrong. Understand this douche makes money from book sales to how he makes his money. And from real estate, he wants to predict that the market is going down. He wants people to go into real estate. He wants people to buy his books. I don't follow him. Look, I don't follow him. I consider this guy uh, Alex Jones of the financial community. <laughs> uh, even Kramer last night. I was watching Kramer last night. Kramer did a great thing last night. And here's, here's you know, for all you Kramer lovers, 
Um, I will give you one on this one. Kramer actually last night uh, did a, a educational piece about what a uh, cyclical versus uh, another type of stock is. And he did it, you know, he, he wanted his vocabulary out there. I don't particularly think that he went into enough depth, but it's a TV show. So it's probably not uh, enough time. So uh, listen, you know, that douche of the day, <laughs> that don't listen to douches. Here's yesterday's um, uh, market. So, so this is what you want to look at. Apple down 1.2, Microsoft down 0.78, Nvidia down 1.8, Google down 1.42, Amazon down 1.04, Tesla down 1.6, Meta down 2.52. So you see the great uh the 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 magnificence since 7 down. But the key point is the markets were up. Um you'll see, look, up 0.43, up 0.2, uh, up 0.39. What that means is that the market is actually gaining what's called breath. It means the bottom 497 stocks may be able to lift up the entire market. I mean, that that's good news for the market. Bad news if you're a high vo- into the, the great seven, the magnificent seven or the great eight. I am high in that. So even though the markets were up, I talk about checking yourself against the indices. I was down yesterday. I was down by about 1% because Apple was down and Microsoft was down. My largest positions were down. So my portfolio went down. Simple as that. I, I'm not that worried about it. If the bottom four, uh, 497 stocks outperform uh, the top seven in the S&P 500, I will lose uh, underperform. Doesn't mean that I may not make money. Just means I may underperform. So I'm willing to do that just based on the history of the the stock market, the history of earnings. Uh, I think those those stocks continue to go higher. We talked about uh, HPQ yesterday. Um, I think it was Brian that asked um, yesterday about HPQ. Uh, HPQ, um, Warren Buffett, we talked about they have their share in HPQ. This was a filing that they did. Ironically, ironically, uh, within HPQ, there was other news as well. Uh, HP upgraded at Morgan Stanley as PC sales set to rise. So, you know, you've got even conflicting things from Warren Buffett uh, and, and, and Berkshire selling uh, to Morgan Stanley upgrading. The chart is the chart. And when we talk about taking emotion out, uh, you can see it crossed the 200-day. Um, you probably have this gap up here at 31.22. You're at $30.11. Um, their earnings are past. Their ex-dividend date is there. It's a little bit over overbought. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, overbought. So it might have some time to cool down, maybe come back to the 200-day. If you want to be in this one, I think with Warren Buffett getting out of it, I'd probably hold off and maybe sit on this um, until 29, uh, maybe anything under 30. Because long term on this one, you can see if we go to a weekly, um, you're just sitting just over the 200 day. But 28, 29 is right there. Uh, I, I think when you get under the 200 on the day on this one, it's buy. When you get over the 200 day, I think it's sell. Simple strategy, not too hard. Uh, we talked about Oracle yesterday, their earnings they missed. They missed and shares fell. Uh, what I want to point out though is after hours, um, it has since come back to about 110 right now it's trading at 104 i think if you can get this under 100 i think you're okay uh larry ellison on the call last night specifically pointed out uh, that he's very bullish and that he thinks that the company will continue to grow so even though there was uh numbers that that pointed out that hey things are slowing a little bit larry ellison being bullish to me kind of you know, again, he's the largest shareholder. He's the CEO of the company, chairman of the board. I don't know what he is, but that's the guy you listen to. Uh, that's the smartest guy in the room. I, I think that's that's where you're looking to go. It is a bit extended uh, on the weekly. You can see that the RSI is falling over at about 55. The MACD is just starting to cross up. That's why I thought last night we might see it uh, go up there. Uh, this support level right here is about 107. We've crossed it. So I would be a little bit concerned. But once it gains confirmation, I think if you wanted to get into this name, you'd be okay. 
again, it's just one of the the, the podcast favorites that I like. Um, it, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I think you buy on that that weakness. Starbulk merged with rival Eagles. If you guys have been trading around 2020, 2021, the big shipping stuff that was out there. Um, these are two big shippers, Starbulk and Eagle. Um, EGLE was the big winner. Uh, EGLE, uh, I think, was up about 10% yesterday or so. Uh, you're at 46, 49. You're up 8.23% in the pre-market. You've got this gap up here. I am not a fan of either one of these. This will not get back to this gap. Um, EGLE will not get back to that gap. Starbuck will not get back to where it was. Uh, they don't have the pricing power that they did during the pandemic when the, uh, the, the supply chain was broken. Simple as that, but since I've traded these, uh, I thought I would bring it up. EGLE has the confirmation. It's going for a little bit of a run right now. You still have this gap up here um, to about 40, well, 49 is going to cover it. So you got that gap cover. I'd probably take your take your gains in this one if you're in it. Um, Macy's yesterday. This is a big one because we talked about how Macy's got an offer for $21 a share. Uh, this is an analysis by Joshua Friedman, who says May Macy's may be worth $25 a share uh, in the in the analysis world. So if we look at Macy's, Macy's right now is trading down 2.99% at $20.15, even if that offer at 21 is valid and goes through to take it private. You still got 5% in this if you get it at 20. So I think, I think you wait for this one to come back down. Uh, I would say... Anywhere between 18 and, and 19, I think you could pull the trigger. Um, but I do think at $25 a share, if the, if it comes out to be that much, it's probably worth taking a risk. You know, throw 100 bucks in there and see what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to point out that article in there. Um, I also wanted to point out there's an interesting one, uh, Pinterest and, and Snap. I do own Snap. In my uh, in my Weeble portfolio, if you are not in Weeble, I use Weeble like a sports uh, betting app uh, just to buy stocks, and I'm doing significantly better than sports gambling. But here, third link down on the link tree. The link tree is linktr. ee slash daily stock pick. You'll see it down below. Uh, type that into your browser. You can just t click this third button here for uh, <clears throat> join Weeble. I put a thousand dollars in there at the beginning of the year. Uh, mostly Apple, I have, uh, but I am at thirty-two, thirty-six, three thousand two hundred thirty-six. So, I'm doing quite well trading triple levered ETFs, um, things of that sort. In small, I'm gaining, you know, forty, fifty bucks on a trade. Uh, not anything huge, but it continues to add up. And if you can do that in a daily basis, which is not hard with a thousand dollars, if you're trading triple levered ETFs and you manage your downside. Um, you can do that. Uh, the main issue, I, I did try trading some some options, and I don't suggest doing this unless you know what you're doing. Paper trade them first. Um, I lost a bunch in the options, but I also made a bunch, and it was it was pretty good this year. But um, again, I, I usually don't trade options. I just don't suggest it because you can lose a lot of money. But with a thousand bucks in there, I said, you know, let's YOLO this thing, and I got up to thirty three hundred bucks this year. So. Uh, pretty good gains. But join Weeble right there on the link tree. Uh, but I did want to point out this. Snap is one of my, I think it's my third or fourth largest position. And I bought on, on confirmation. Uh, and I've sold out of this one. But it's up 77%. And I wanted to look at pins. Uh, pins is solid. It's only up 54%. So if we go over here to Finviz and we look at Snap. Um, and, and we say, okay, Snap, they're not making money. Their price to sales is 571 well, let's look at pins because pins uh, price to sales is is eight point oh eight. Their P, forward PE again, they're losing money. They're closer to making money than uh, that than Snap is, um, but their price to sales is significantly higher. That to me, and again, this is part of the reason why I have Snap. I think Snap will figure out how to make money in this rebound of advertising. Um, and I think they'll take it. You can look at the average target price is $10.94. We're at $15. But the most recent price target, which was December 11th, just yesterday, $22. So 
So that's quite a bit up from where we are today. I do think that that $22 price range uh, is a bit of a stretch. This one, uh, Jeffries hold to buy, and, and they raised it to 16. Uh, you're at your 52-week high. I don't know that you'd buy into this one, um, but if you want to see the chart and we look at the um, the four-hour algorithm, which is what I will typically trade on, you can see $8.74, I and mean, that's a 61% gain. This is kind of where I've been going um, you know, this year. Now, understand that it hasn't been great. I did buy into this. Because I said $8.74. I think I use Snapchat. So I kind of like it. You know, and, and I'm holding it. But I did want to point out Snap versus Pinterest. Uh, because I think both names are something that you should look at. This article. Uh, top growth stocks for those wary evaluations. Ironically, Goldman named Target. It's top 2024 pick. I can't argue with it. And the reason I can't argue with it is because management seems to have turned this around. You'll hear me say constantly, good companies with good products, with good earnings and good management are things you want to invest in. Um, With that said, uh, this has had bad management. That was the only thing that this was missing was bad management. The bad management was the cause for the bad inventories, which was cause for the bad earnings which was cause for this stock price to slide down 61% over one year and 10 months. I held it throughout this. I said my initial purchase was 111 way back here in July of 2020. I think I bought it in May of 2020, uh, but it was around 111. That was my initial purchase price. I purchased a little bit more, but not enough to move it to, you know, over, I think it was about 114, 115 was my average purchase price. Um, and I bought it through this. I did not sell it through this. Uh, I believed in Target. I thought Target was good. Even though I stopped going to Target, I started going to Walmart much more. Uh, I just didn't see it with my own eyes. That death cross was clear here at 172. Should have sold it when it got under the 200-day. You're under this 200-day. The 200-day, mind you, is at 171. And if we look at this article and we go down here, there, there's a ton of stocks. Um, growth percentile within the sector, 82%. Value percentile within the sector, 21 So it's a solid name. There are tons of other names here. Uh, these are the, the, the S&P stocks in the rank in the top 20% of their sectors based on growth, but do not rank them in either the top 40% or bottom 20% of sectors in value. So these are stocks that you want to look at and want to decide, okay, should I get into these? Realty Corp, we talked about this, REIT, um, before. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of REIT. First Solar, we talked about First Solar a few days ago um, after they came out. GE, I like GE Healthcare. United Health Group, we'll talk a little about a little bit. A little bit. PayPal, I, I, I'm in PayPal, still trying to decide if I should get out of PayPal. We'll go over that in a little bit as well. But solid list. Look at this article in the newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, it's the fourth link down here on Linktree. Uh, dailystockpick.substack.com. You can subscribe for free. Uh, it, it goes right along with this podcast. So if you're listening, you really should subscribe. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out to Cisco, it was one of the top, uh, the final trades yesterday for Jim, uh, Jim Labenthal, Farmer Jim on CNBC. And I like his calls. I follow him on Twitter. I listen to him every now and then. Uh, this is an interesting one because we have this gap. And this gap It goes all the way up here to 53, uh, which is where the 200-day is. You've gained confirmation over the past couple of days. Um, You've gained confirmation over the nine-day. You're at 49. Uh, I don't think that this is going to get back here in the next few days. But I think as we start to see um, some additional spending in the tech category and some additional increases in the, 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 um, the, the tech world, I think Cisco has a place. And I don't think that they're going down. Now, mind you, this is a company. If we could just go to a monthly uh, and we look at this, this is 2000 where they were selling at about $65, $66, almost $70 was the high here um, back in June of 2000. It has taken you, what, 23 years to get back to that? So I don't take this company lightly in the fact that they have been just a horrible, horrible company uh, to invest in the long term. But if your long term is 10 years, it's probably been pretty good because you're down here at 19. 
But again, if you go over here, let's look at Cisco versus, uh, and, and we'll look at a 10 year versus the S&P. Uh, you know what? We're going to select metrics and we'll go performance, total return. And this is how you can use Seeking Alpha to look at this. Look at the 10 year. I mean, Cisco over the S&P 500, if we select symbols and we go to spy uh, and we'll add in QQQ as well, because I want you to see how uh, good tech and QQQ performs against uh, spy and everything. QQQ is up 398%. Uh, Cisco is up 218%. It beats spy over 10 years. So it beats the S&P over 10 years. Solid. Five years. Uh, Cisco's up 22%. SPY is up 90%. I mean, significantly. So short term, it might be a good trade um, because when you look at one month, uh, you can see Cisco's down 5.7%. SPY is up 5.2%. It might have some catching up to do in the short term because even look at the six months, look at the year to date. Uh, it's all trailing. So Cisco might have some catch up in that. That's what I see in the chart here. The chart might, in the four hours specifically, we might have some catch up to get back to its 200 day. So that's the only reason I say that. I bring it up because I do like Jim Labenthal. Uh, a lot of people followed me into Devon and Occidental and Devon upgraded Morgan Stanley. Uh, what I do want to point out is the interesting Devon price target taken down. Uh, so Devon price target goes from 52 to 48. So they're looking for um, energy to be a catalyst in this market because we do see that you know energy has just been beaten down. It hasn't taken advantage of this bull rally. Uh, I like under 50 still. Uh, I might have to move that back down to 48 since the 200 days at the 48. Um, but again, if you're under uh, 40, I think you can under 50, I think you can buy this. And I think you can use this for a trade. Um, so let's get into the stocks that I sold yesterday. Uh, first one, Bank of America, BAC. Reason I sold it, it's over 30. And I needed some short-term gains. Um, and I took the short-term gains. Uh, Bank of America, I took for a nice 5% gain. I will buy it when it gets back under 30. I think this is a solid, solid name. Uh, it is in the core portfolio. I still like the stock. I only sold it for tax purposes. I sold Cleveland Cliffs. Cleveland Cliffs, I took a slight uh, loss on. $400 was the total loss. Uh, my sizing was correct. Um, I, I size, I basically dollar cost averaged uh, back into this where I bought at 19, I believe. Um, but I took a $400 loss. Not huge. Nothing huge. Just I will buy back in. I need 30 days to wait because I will take that loss on my taxes. So I'll just wait 30 days. Am I afraid of the 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 uh, steel? Uh, U.S. Steel X is the symbol. Uh, purchase being done in that, and, and Cleveland Cliffs going up. Yeah, but I'll just buy back in. The money's going somewhere. I'm doing it just for tax purposes. Disney, I bought at I believe about um, uh, I think it was ninety eight ninety nine. It's a uh, let's see three hundred dollar loss. Three hundred dollar loss. It's worth me just waiting. This ain't going anywhere. This ain't going to shoot back up to 200 or 120. It's not going anywhere. Disney, I sold for a loss. I can write it off of my taxes. DraftKings, this is not in the core portfolio. It is in the trading portfolio. Uh, but it's, God, I, I couldn't pass this up. Uh, this was a huge gain. Uh, DraftKings, it's over a $2,000 gain, 30% gain just took the gain. I mean, it's a short term. I took it to write it off against my sedge against others. Um, you know, I want to come out with short term. I want to come out with zero or close to zero, or maybe a little bit positive where I pay some taxes on it, but I don't want to give up my, my, and just write off my losses. I want to take some of these gains that I can buy back into DraftKings. It's at its 52 week high. The algorithm got you out with a nice 31% gain. It has lost its confirmation. So I'll just buy back in when it comes back down. 32, 33, somewhere in that neighborhood. So I took that gain. Uh, United Healthcare, uh, I took the gain. Again, I will buy back in. This one, uh, I'll put this chart in the, uh, in the, the newsletter so you can see it. Oh, I, I moved that. But you can clearly see right here. Uh, I think that between uh, about 500, 
Um, I want to say, yeah, this this thing right here about 520 to about 550, 560. I think this um, this this little range right here, I'll just buy back in when it gets down here. Uh, again, I took a gain in this one. Um, I had a 15% gain. I took it. I just moved it. PXD. Um, this was personal. I didn't, I, I sold out of this one and I sold into weakness. I didn't want to sell it into weakness, but I wanted to get it off my plate. I didn't want to sit here and wait and hold this one uh, and wait for it to come back. And if it did come back, great. If it didn't and it continued to slide, I was just going to say, the pr the reason why I sold it, you're going to get uh, Exxon shares. And I don't need any more Exxon shares. I've got a ton of Exxon shares. I don't see this one bouncing back to 240 bucks. I think it was Christian who played this one like a solid master, sold at 240 $240 was where you wanted to sell this one. I held on to it. I waited for the dividend. Wrong mistake. Learned lesson, but I sold it. Uh, I think it was um, a slight. No, I, I did gain on this one because I was buying it under 200. I don't have it in my notes, but I did gain on that one. Um, the other one that I sold, uh, and this is just short term, Spy Eye. Spy Eye, I sold. Reason is, um, I just don't believe in this one. And, and the reason I don't believe in the chart showed yesterday that it underperforms uh, and it's just a cash generator. And, and if we go over here and, and I just look up spy eye and I did this, I think I showed it in yesterday's chart. So if you look at this chart and you look at spy eye versus spy, um, spy outperforms. And this is total return. So this includes the dividend. Remember these levered, these ETFs that are um, option plays, they are for income. They are not for gains. They are not for returns. They are for income. So if you need cash, these are great. Spy I is 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 uh, lever is is tax advantaged in a way that you uh, pay less taxes on it. So Spy I is a good one. I sold out of it because I didn't need it. Just didn't need it. Spy I is something that I didn't need cash, so I sold out of it. Long term, uh, I sold CrowdStrike. I sold CrowdStrike and I sold out of my position in CrowdStrike. Again, it's at its all time high, two forty five. We can go over here to uh, Finviz and we can look at Crowd. You can see two forty nine twenty eight. Uh, is the the 52 week high? I told it sold at 248, so I didn't time it. I didn't get it at, at its absolute high, but I made a solid solid gain. Um, all time highs needed a long term gain. I made 40 percent on this. I'll buy back in on a pullback. This is a stock that you want to buy back on a pullback. Uh, they're losing 11 million dollars. This is going to go cash flow positive. When they go cash flow positive, this stock is going to explode. It's up 134 percent year to date. The average target price is 241. I sold to 248. So most recently, this um, reiterated BMO markets they moved it from 227 to 238. I just think it's extended, so I sold out of it. I needed some long-term gains. Uh, I thought CrowdStrike was a good one. Another one that I sold out of completely, um, and it's part. I'm just sick of the underperformance of this one. Uh, J and J. I still think this is a solid. If you're trying to build a portfolio and just build it and forget it. J&J is a solid one. I think you get back to this 200-day at 159. I had the, have held this for so long. I needed some long-term gains. I took this one. I will probably buy back in to either UNH or XLV, one or the other. I, I think both, uh, if I look at J&J, uh, we're going to do J&J, and then we're going to do charting. And we're going to select, no, let's select metrics first. We will look at performance and we want the total return and I will select symbols and I will do uh, XLV, which is the healthcare. I will do UNH um, or, you know, we'll even do VOO, one of the, you know, all of those three. And, and we'll look at this and we'll look at it from a long term. Let's look at five years. Again, j and is down the bottom here. So in my mind, I think if I pick any of these other sectors, I think I do better. Uh, even 10-year, when you look at it, 121%. It is the bottom performer. When you look at UNH up 763%, again, it's the bottom performer. So I'm trying to optimize my stuff. This is how I'm using my tools to better my portfolio. And again, I say this all the time. TrendSpider is a great tool. Uh, to trade with. It is a great tool to manage your uh, your portfolio with. 
Seeking Alpha is the perfect perfect kind of correlation. If you have those two tools in my mind, for under $500 a year when you get TrendSpider on a special and you get the $50 off Seeking Alpha and you can get them both right here at, at, at linktree.com/dailystockpick. But if you get these for under $500 a year, depending on how big your portfolio is, that should be maybe 1%, maybe 2% of your overall portfolio. I think these two things will help you uh, build your wealth and, and, and protect your capital. I think both of them are essential tools. For me specifically, um, that's where I do. I sold out of Pfizer, PFE. It's similar to J&J. J &J. Pfizer, in my mind, I, I think they've, they've had their COVID day. Uh, I should have sold them around 40. Uh, you can see long-term, this was a solid one that <clears throat> I should have been selling. Their weight loss drug didn't make it. Uh, I just don't have any. I will put take this and put it into Eli Lilly, uh, my Pfizer. I, I believe in Eli Lilly way more than I believe in Pfizer. Uh, I have more to sell. Uh, and so between now and the end of the year, I'm going to look at Oxy. I'm going to look at PayPal. I'm going to look at Uber, uh, Ulta, Exxon, and XLY. I think I'm going to take some of my XLY and put it into XLK. And the, the only reason is, and I did this, I showed you guys this yesterday, XLK outperforms. So all of this is just raising cash. Understand this is a tax situation for me. It is not a strategy where I'm picking winners and losers. I'm just taking my stocks that I believe in and either adding to them or uh, starting positions or just taking profits on them. That's simple as that. None of this, if I said like CrowdStrike, CrowdStrike is a great stock. I'm just waiting for a pullback to get back in. I needed some cash. Simple as that. It's just raising cash. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out, Palantir, it's up 0.17. This might be a good buy. And I, I wanted to point this out. And the, specifically, I put this in a couple of days. The MACD is still moving down. Well, it started to move up. RSI is at 30, which means it's oversold. Well, it's come back up. We're capitulating since that 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 note was written. So if you just look at this one, and we kind of zoom in a little bit, and you see, uh, and we'll expand this out a little bit and bring this down. Uh, yeah, you can see we're capitulating right here around 1778. We started to fill this gap. We haven't gotten back down below. If the algorithm gives me a hint that, that hey, you should buy this one, I'm probably going to start a new position in this one. I think 17 is probably a, a good one where it's just capitulated around there. This is where it gapped up to on earnings and you start, it used this as support at $17. Am I worried about buying at $17.78 or $17? No. I'm just going to start my position in dollar cost average in there, but I wanted to bring that up. Uh, J-Webb, hey Gary, if you had $2,000 to invest in whatever you want for the short term, what are three stocks you would choose? For me, J-Webb, I'd probably go over here to uh, Seeking Alpha. I would look at the market data. I would go over here and I would uh, go to the 52-week range and I would look at what's down. Uh, and you can find stocks that are down on their 52-week range. You can use Finviz Screener. Uh, I would look at that. But specifically, I would look at these sectors um, or even the, the U.S. equities and the indices and say, okay, uh, in 52-week range, my small cap's down, my mid cap's up. Uh, the S&P is way up there. Dow Jones is way up there. Um, NASDAQ is at its 52-week high. Well, maybe I want SQQQ. And, and, and for short term, remember, uh, I, I do have uh, $2,000 for short term. And uh, I, I bought Apple. I'm in Apple. Uh, I'm in Snap. Uh, I'm in, let's see. Um, I'm in Caterpillar. I'm in Boeing. I'm in Spotify. Uh, I'm in IONQ. Uh, I, have, I don't have TQQQ, but I'm about to buy more uh, of the triple levered ETFs to try and do that. I think these are strong. You know, if I had $2,000 and just short term, I'm betting it. It's not like I'm investing it. And see, that's the difference. Uh, short term, if you have $2,000, I, I think in, in my mind, if $2,000 is a large amount of money to you, and, and it still is a large amount of money to me, but investing wise, it's not a large amount of money. I can bet that $2,000 and I can play it uh, a little bit, a little bit more aggressively than I play my overall portfolio. But if $2,000 is 20% of your portfolio, I would say you probably want to invest it in three short-term stocks where you're not going to get hurt. 
And that's where the core portfolio comes in. In these stocks, I don't think you're going to get hurt. I think in a lot of these stocks, like Apple, we'll take Apple because we still have confirmation and we're still over it. We're starting to lose it down here at 192. We're starting to get under the the nine day. You can see the MACD still is crossing up. The RSI is oversold right now. It's at 60, uh, 55. So it's come down a little bit. Um, do you want to put it money into Apple for, for the short term? I don't think short term it makes sense. But I think, you know, if you want to put it into Apple and you want to chance it and get it short term, you're not going to get hurt unless you need that cash. If you absolutely need that cash, you shouldn't be putting it in the market. So when you say short term, I'm a little bit, you know, I would say if it's a large percentage of your portfolio, um, uh, don't don't risk it and, and try and do short term in these stocks. Uh, if it's a small portion of your portfolio and you can do it, use triple levered stocks. Use, uh, a, you know, even SOXL, uh, which is a crazy one. Uh, this is the semiconductor. We just got a cross up in this. I mean, we just had a cross up at 2439. You're at 2576. I, I think that, you know, and, and NVIDIA went down and SOXL went up. So I think you're seeing an expansion of the chips outside of NVIDIA. So, you know, short term, I would probably use the triple levered ETFs, but the, and I don't want to point people in there and say, oh my God, I got $2,000 and it's my entire bank account and I want to make money now. Do not take it and put it into triple levered ETFs. If you need that money, do not put it in the market. You know, save that money. You need $2,000. So the, 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 it's a little bit of a loaded question, but for me, I'd take it and use uh, triple levered ETFs like I do. Uh, but I do have a base, you know, in, in that portfolio that I built in, uh, built in, uh, in, in Weeble. I had Apple as my base because I kept buying it at, sh- at lower prices and I believed in it going up. And it did, thankfully. But it wasn't the greatest one. I could have bought Netflix. I could have bought, you know, Tesla. I could have bought a bunch of them. But again, it would have been in this core portfolio that I believe in um, where I'm not, you know, in danger of uh, losing 100% of the money. Triple lever ETFs, you could easily in a day lose 50%. Uh, M. Falco from Spotify asked me to look at SoFi. I've looked at SoFi all the time. So uh, hopefully you're listening, but I think it's a $10 stock. It's at $8. You're going to use this 200 day as your, as your resistance level. Simple as that. I mean, short term, I would not buy it. It's turning over. Your RSI is at 61. It's a little bit overbought. The, the MACD is crossing down. I wouldn't put my money into it now. Um, but, you know, once you cross that 200 day and you start using that 200 day as support rather than resistance, then go into it. You can see the, the, the support level right here is at $7, $7.23 with the 50 day. So I'd probably buy it with a seven handle. And just hold on to it. I mean, SoFi is just one of those. The problem that you have with SoFi is it is super expensive. The forward PE is 112. That's crazy. It's up 75% year to date. The average target price is $9.12. You still have some update upside on that price target. The most recent uh, Barclays equal weight, they have their price target at eight. I think it's 10. So in my mind, I think it's 10. I think this is one of those that you just get into. Uh, I think you trade it around $10. So the next time it gets to $10, sell it. Sell it and wait for a pullback and then you buy it again. Simple as that. Um, So uh, insider buy of the day. SCVL. If we go over here, this was crazy. This is shoe carnival. Anybody that's been to a mall, uh, in the 80s, no shoe carnival, just, you know, crappy little shoe store. Uh, they're up 14% year to date. Target price is 27. This is trading at 27.42. It is above the target price. It's 52 week range. It went all the way up to $29. Part of the reason it probably went up to $29 is the insider buy, chairman of the board, uh, and a 10% owner. Between the two, they bought $10 million worth. This was just on December 1st. It's now December 12th. They bought it 25. Right now, you're trading at 27.42. Am I buying this? Eh, probably not. I mean, you know, it, it again, it got the hype. Got the hype. If you go back here to December 1st, where we were trading at $24, and you got the hype up 5%. It's shoe carnival. 
Um, you know, the, the business is not uh, unbelievably great. The PE is nine, not super crazy. Price to sales, 0.83, not super crazy, a 1.63% dividend. Uh, if we go over to uh, Seeking Alpha, SCVL is the symbol. Shoe Carnival here, it's buy, it's a hold. I mean, again, am I buying it because uh, these people, if it gets bound back down to 25, I think you could buy it. I think those guys probably know something at 25 to spend that kind of money. Scans. There were so many scans uh, that that scanned up. So many stocks that scanned in that I will put it in the newsletter. You're going to have to subscribe to the newsletter. I'm going to include a ton of charts, but I want to go over a couple. Um, SMCI. You guys know I just bought this one uh, the other day. I tried to time it. I can put it in here. No confirmation yet. This is up at uh, 262. I think I bought it 263. The buy in here is at 265. Uh, I think it's a solid company. I think it fills that gap. SMCI uh, is one that 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 I'm still putting money into. Devon Energy. It is down a little bit, even with an, its upgrade. It's down 1.76. I mean, this is just a glutton for punishment at this point. Uh, oil is down, uh, but Devon is is one of the ones. TQQQ, ironically, got another cross-up, which means it may be going on another uh, another run. It's down 0.41%. It's at 45. I sold at 43, but it got a cross-up here at 45.89. I probably wouldn't buy here. It's just a little bit too high for me uh, with this recent run uh, to buy a triple levered ETF like that. But it did get a cross up. Uh, XLK, same thing. I mean, it's just had a monster run. Uh, it got another cross up here. It's another bull run. It's 164 down here on November 1st. I mean, that was the the time to buy. Uh, you can see XLK if you bought down there. Uh, you're up 14% in one month, month and a half, somewhere around there. Uh, UCO, we saw yesterday how Boyle just crashed. UCO has a cross up here and it's at 26.61. It's down 5%. Same thing as Boyle. SCO is your play. Oil and, and, and the, the commodities like this, the energy commodities are just getting killed. SCO is your play. Uh, you're currently in SCO if you're, you're tracking the algorithm and you're up, what, 11%, 12%. So SEO is your play. I want to make sure you know that. Uh, Micron, MU is the symbol. MU. Uh, this one is, my note says, the MACD is down, but the RSI jumped up with the gap. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. M MU is the symbol. Uh, Intel. Intel. Their AI day is Thursday. Uh, and it's at 10 a.m. Uh, they will be introducing, um, the Intel held its, it will hold its AI Everywhere event. The semiconductor giant said the event will include the launch of its fifth generation Intel Xeon processors for data centers and Intel Core Ultra processors for laptops. It's an interesting one. Got a cross up here at 44.56. This one, I, I think you take a look at the, if you're going to invest in it, you take a look at the long term. Trading on the upside of the Bollinger Bands. This, these are all old notes. RSI is at 69, slightly concerning. Cross up on the MACD. We talked about that way back here. Um, the 200-day may provide some resistance. The 200-day is right there at 46. So it's trading at 43 right now. It's down 1.39%. Their AI day could be a catalyst for this one. ADP. Uh, this is under the 200-day. This is the, um, the data processing. It's under its 200-day down here at 221. You're trading at 233 uh, on the four-hour. It's under its 200-day. If you go to the weekly, it's still a little bit high. But if you want to invest in this one, you have some decent upside uh, because you have bounced back a little bit. I just don't see you know a, a super compelling case to get into that one. Fortinet. We talked about uh, CrowdStrike being my favorite. Pan W Palo Alto Networks is my second favorite. This one, Fortinet, uh, two earnings ago, they just crashed. This was a $76 stock, solid long-term mover that has come down. This is bad management in my point. Uh, nobody's cutting back on their, their cybersecurity, but this company said, yeah, we're, we're seeing a cutback on cybersecurity. Well, the Bollinger Bands are cinching up on the long-term weekly. The MACD is down and it's about to cross up. It's an oversold company with the RSI at 41. It's coming off like 30s in the weekly RSI. 
it might be a chance to buy it, but in if you're looking for long term, I would still stay with CrowdStrike and PanW. Uh, Adobe, their earnings are coming up. I think it's Thursday. Uh, this is a company that has been on a solid, solid run, long term and short term. Six twenty eight, six eighty is the buy. It's a little bit extended to me, uh, but this company continues, continues. If you've used their generation uh, generative fill on any of their products. Oh my freaking God. It's unbelievable. So I, I think it gets back to those all-time highs. It's it's pretty close to it, but you know, it is what it is. Starbucks under 100. Uh, S Bucks got another cross up here. Uh, on the four-hour algorithm. Uh, let's wait for it to come up. Starbucks 98.50. Again, I think you know, you've started to to fill this gap. Uh, 98.50. I put this in here that this is probably the support level right here at 97. So I do think that you're providing enough support there that you could get into this one. Look at that MACD. I mean, it's just low. The RSI, this was an oversold stock before a little bit of a bounce. Uh, you could come down here, but I think long-term, this is a solid, solid buy. I, I do like Starbucks. Um, BK, which is Bank of New York. This one has come up a bunch in the uh, the scans. This is, you know, you got another cross up here on a regional bank. On a regional bank, there's an 18% gain just from the last buy-in. Um, you know, the, the algorithm over two years, it does lose you 9% versus losing 11% on the stock. So if you look at the long term <clears throat> on a weekly, you're just kind of getting above that 200-day. But you've got solid confirmation above that 200-day. Remember back here in the when the times were good in February of 2022, this was a $60 stock. So you can look at this one uh, for if you want to look at a bounce back, you can look at Schwab. Schwab is currently your in. If you bought at 51, like I said, hey, buy under 60, you're at $63. Uh, this is an $80 stock when times are good. Uh, right before the March stuff, $81. So even if you bought at 63 and you're going to provide some resistance on that 200 day, 63, look at what it did back here in Ju Ju uh, July where it hit that 200-day, and it, it jumped up during this week, which was a 13% weekly gain on their earnings. And then it just shot down. And, and it went down to a support level around here, around 50, and it just shot back up again. Uh, you had this death cross that just happened. I would be a little bit weary about buying it here, but long-term, I think you get back to the 80s. I think the banks are fine. So that's it. Linktree, again, is the place where you're going to uh, go and sign up. Uh, if you sign up for TrendSpider, you click that link, you go over here and you go to pricing and plans. Uh, then once you sign up, uh, you go over here, b -b -b let's say pricing and plans, scroll down. Where's the pricing plans? Uh, <coughs> there is a pricing and plans. Well, you sign, yeah, view pricing and few plans and pricing. There you go. Right here, $429 uh, for the year. You sign up, you save up to 66%. Uh, if you skip the seven-day trial, if you watch me enough, you can skip the seven-day trial because it works. It just works for me. But again, this is uh, it, it's a little bit of work to get it set up. But once you get it set up, man, it, it is so nice to have. And it will make you a more confident trader. Uh, offer extended for 15 hours. It goes on for. But what you're going to do is you're going to go here. You're going to sign up. Then you're going to come back here and click this. And you're going to email me because uh, your relationship is between you and TrendSpider, not between me and you. I'm just an affiliate. So when you click on there, I don't get your email address. In order to send you my algorithm, my watch list, and my scanners, I need your email address. So you're going to email me here. It's dailystockpick3 at gmail.com. But it's nice and simple. I get you. It gets you a leg up. Uh, and if you want to see what TrendSpider can do, you can go to my YouTube channel, which actually I should just use the link uh, on Linktree. Um, just go here and you can go right here to YouTube. And there is a video um, for setting up TrendSpider. And you can go to videos. It's usually right here on the front for everybody when I'm not, when I'm not live. So you can watch it. It's with me and David Yoakum uh, setting up TrendSpider for you. If you want Seeking Alpha, click on this link. Like I said, Seeking Alpha is what I'm using to rebalance my portfolio. I'm using it to look at everything. Uh, it is a solid, solid program. Uh, you can click on that link and sign up for free. It gives you a free seven-day trial if you want to sign up for the premium and see if you'll use it. Uh, I use it. I love importing my uh, my portfolio and looking at that stuff, getting my daily email, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, Webull. 
is my sports betting app. <laughs> I use it to bet on stocks. It is a solid, solid app. I love trading in the app. Um, the app is fantastic. I'm at $32.16. I'm down $12 uh, today. So, I, I, you know, I, I've got a couple hundred dollars in cash that I can play with. Most of my stuff is still invested. So I'll, I'll pull it out of there, um, make some trades. But I made a couple thousand dollars. There's this Daily Stock Pick newsletter. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, I don't know why. Uh, it's free. The paid version, you do get some paid versions. It's on the weekends, but the weekly, the daily one, it's free. It goes perfectly with this podcast. So if you're listening to this, you should be looking at these charts. If you don't have TrendSpider and you don't have, and you have your own charting software, you can use my newsletter to go and chart for yourself and see what it is. But yeah, um, so let's go back here. If you're paying anything more than $25 a month for your phone service, you're out of your freaking mind. That link right there saves you $20 off your first month. Go and check out the plans, two plans. I'm on the $25 a month one. I love this service. It is fantastic for me. $25 a month is nothing compared to what you pay uh, at, at the other the other places. $35 a month gets you pretty much it's just like Verizon it's not deprioritized the $25 is deprioritized $35 not deprioritized it's fantastic it's absolutely the best uh, the best uh, cell phone service out there if you're ordering a Tesla use that if you want AT&T fiber at your home I have one gig at my home in Atlanta it is unbelievable I have Verizon Fios here at my parents house it's not as good it's okay it's better than cable so you know get that uh, if you want to tip me, it is the time of the year. So say thank you to your favorite podcaster. I'm the favorite podcaster of, I think, five, uh, more than 700, 800 people. You people should be tipping me as your favorite podcaster uh, right here. Uh, you can Venmo me, PayPal me, or Cash App. I prefer Venmo or Cash App. PayPal charges me some stuff. It's my least favorite. So, um, But again, it's, it's person to person. Don't try pay me as a business. Um, cause it's a tip, it's a, a gift, not a, a tip. I should say it's a gift gift me. <laughs> um, but again, th this link tree has everything. If you want to join the private Facebook group, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I post on Twitter a lot. Eh, I understand that some people don't want to get on Twitter. I was watching some, uh, ugly Alex Jones shit that made its way into my feed. I blocked the person that, that said it. So, um, but yeah, anything else hit me up. Okay, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Every morning I wake up to the sound of the trading bell. My heart starts to pound. Daily stock day trading podcast in my ears. Guiding me through my hopes and fears. Tune in daily, don't miss a single show. Sign up for the newsletter, let us help you grow. Taking risks, making moves, seeking success. Together we'll conquer, no room for any less. Every morning I wake up to the sound. Trading bell, my heart starts to pound. Daily stock pick trading podcast in my ears, guiding me through my hopes and fears.